guys, welcome to Screen Binge. This is Mohit Musani, and today we have Mr. Eric Schumacher with us. Eric has been a multi-award winning uh, TV, uh, multimedia actor, director, uh, producer, and he has a reputation of going deep inside his characters and uh, he does uh, get involved in his characters uh, emotionally, physically, psychologically. So, hello Eric, how are you, do how are you doing? Uh, you know, all things considered, uh, with the state of the world right now, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> with the state of the world, you're okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's nice, that's nice. So, uh, what's been up, uh, Eric? What's your latest project? Wow, that's a that's a long answer. Um, uh -huh. We have a lot of stuff going on, although uh, you know it's it's very complex right now. But uh -huh. uh, I think the 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 most recent things that I can actually talk about, some of them are kind of top secret right yeah, now. Yeah, of course, I do um, understand the confidentiality issues. But we have um, uh, so the the uh, streaming series Horse Camp, which is uh -huh. a western, a modern western comedy series. Um, is currently in uh, post-production for its first season uh, mm -hmm. and i played uh, principal character in that and that was uh, that was a lot of fun um and uh, and also the uh the feature film uh, the love song of william h shaw uh -huh. uh, which is a sequel to uh, a, a nerd comedy uh set largely in a comic book store and a game store um uh called revenge of zoe revenge of zoe's out right now and uh, uh love song is uh, currently in post-production as well so we were able to Finish principal right. photography on both of those in between big COVID waves. So, <laughs> um, so those are those are the most recent things that I can talk about. We have a bunch uh -huh. of other stuff uh, kind of in process that uh, that's somewhat uh, somewhat secret. Some of it is happening in uh, the studio that I'm sitting in, which is a, uh -huh. uh, an audio studio, and that might give a, some hint as to what's going on. But right. uh, um, and uh, many many other pieces flying. You know when you're uh, uh, when you uh, produce and when you're, uh, you know, working as a multimedia company, uh, there's always many, many different pieces of many, many different things in play. Right. So, uh, Eric, you've been uh, one of the only handful of people who've uh, actually played uh, the role of what art and uh, Doc Holliday at the same time. Uh, the most uh, recent of the two uh, in which uh, uh, you feature is uh, Tombstone uh, Rashomon. So, mm -hmm. um, would you like to comment on that? Uh, could we? Uh, could you sure, share, yeah. to shed some light on it? Happy to. So yeah. So Tombstone. Uh, so first of all, for those who who may not be familiar, uh, the characters Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday are historical. Uh, we're, we're real people uh, who existed in the old American West. Uh, they were um, uh, Wyatt Earp was a for to. They were very complicated people, but I guess the short summary is that Wyatt was a very famous uh, uh, lawman, and uh, uh, and Doc was a gambler and a dentist and quite a few other things and a great uh, you know a, a very good gunfighter. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and. Uh, um, and so they're, they're most famous for having been involved in uh, what is known as the gunfight at the OK Corral, which was immortalized in the movie Tombstone. Um, right. And uh, uh, although Doc would remind us that it was actually 
you know, it actually didn't take place at the OK Corral in Tombstone. It took place on Fremont Street uh, outside of the Corral. So uh, anyway, um, so those characters people have been featured as characters in many 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 uh, wow. films and uh, th- and so i've i played uh, wyatt in a television series for fox tv uh-huh. uh in, and and i played doc um in a movie called tombstone rashomon which was directed by the wonderful and legendary uh, alex cox who's exactly. best known for films like uh, repo man and sid and nancy and uh, uh a huge huge list of other amazing projects and uh, I was cast as Doc. Uh, Doc, uh, the, the film was, it's billed as a mockumentary. Um, uh-huh. And uh, what, what it was, was in the, the story of the, the incident at Fremont Street or the gunfight at the O.K. Corral, we only know about, about it because of what people said happened. And, you know, this was, of course, before there was video, before there was recorded audio. So... A lot, of, a lot of different people who witnessed the event had different versions of the story. Nobody's really clear on exactly what happened or why. They just know people got shot, and <laughs> and um, and and there were things that happened afterwards that were corroborated by a lot of witnesses. But everybody had a different perspective, and of course, everybody had different allegiances. They told the story differently, and so of course, the different film versions of that incident have have also been wildly different and greatly fictionalized alex as i understand it attempted to um try to get closer to the truth and realize that because there were so many versions recorded by reporters at the time uh that instead he would give it the rashomon treatment and Mm -hmm. rashomon is a famous film uh made by akira kurosawa in japan which essentially in the story in that story a murder occurs and um, an investigator comes to a small village and gets several people to tell the investigator the story of what happened, and everyone tells a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So Alex did the same thing with Tombstone, and we, for example, did the gunfight six different ways. We dramatized it in six different ways, uh, depending mm-hmm. upon who was telling the story. It was fascinating. Wow. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, really, it was really, really interesting. interesting. Very interesting. It it was. I mean, he a huge amount of research went into the film to yeah. try to get as close to accuracy on the different versions of the story as possible. Um, there's certainly a you know a bit of a humor aspect to the film as well, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a lot of seriousness. And one of the neat things about the film, one thing that I found particularly intriguing, is that it's it adds a little bit of a science fiction element. Where before uh, at the beginning at the beginning of the film, you're told that a time-traveling news crew tried to go back in time to find out what really happened. Yes. And they missed the gunfight, so they had to interview people. Uh And so there's a segment in the film, throughout the film, various characters are put on camera and interviewed. Uh And so I got to do an interview as if a television crew was interviewing Doc Holliday. And that was was really a blast. Um, And then, of course, we recreated the gunfight and did, you know, horse riding and various other scenes that might or might not have actually happened in the real history. So Eric, you you have this uh, interest in uh, sci-fi, and you do uh, uh, go as a guest speaker in uh, sci-fi conventions and all. So where does this interest come from? Is it something that you already always had since childhood, or uh, something inspired you? Yeah, you know, I I uh, I mean, 
I was raised in an artistic family and an acting family. Um, and so I guess you could say that I was always encouraged to uh, imagine things. And, 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 I, and I've, I found it fascinating to, you know, think about and learn about different people, different cultures, different ways of thinking. Right. And uh, so I guess sci-fi was kind of a natural fit there because you know, really at the base of it, a science fiction or fantasy fan uh-huh. is somebody who likes to imagine different worlds and different cultures. Exactly. I mean, you know, you think Star Trek, there's so many different races. I mean, you know, the, 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 uh, they've actually is taken, um, they've actually translated Hamlet into Klingon. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there, there's, you know, the, the, the language is fully developed at this point. So I, I, you know, I got, I became fascinated with sci-fi and fantasy as a kid, definitely. And then, uh, when I was, uh, I guess, uh, well, er, pre-teens, um, I, w- I went to a, a Star Trek convention in San Francisco, California, where wow. I was living at the time. And, uh, and there I met uh, very briefly, obviously, you know, there's a line of people, uh, but I met a number of you know, great performers. One of them I got to see, Michelle um, Nichols, who was the original Lieutenant Uhura on Star Trek Speak, and she was incredibly inspirational and really fascinating. And, and actually, that was... That was uh, uh, one of the things that she spoke about was the uh, social impact of of Star Trek, and that really got me thinking about the importance of science fiction and and fantasy in terms of how you could approach really challenging subjects and get and 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 stimulate conversation about them through something that was fantastical and extremely entertaining. And yeah. um, so I just got, I fell deeper and deeper in love with it. It's I a also uh, uh, sorry to cut you. It's a different yeah, level no, level of. Uh, creativity and your openness to imagination that uh, you know most people can't even think about it and you're uh, kind of you know sitting down there creating a weird uh, species in your head is it's kind yeah, of yeah. bad you gotta reach a point of you know a very liberal creative mind where uh, you know you allow yourself to imagine whatever you want to if i'm correct please right. <laughs> say so yeah yeah no it's exactly that it's it's uh you know it, it, it allows you to really yeah. um imagine a lot of what ifs uh-huh. and uh um and and it's uh and get really creative with with the you know uh, with with the world you create and so exactly. i've uh, since befriended uh a lot of authors in the field yeah. and a lot of other creators in the field. And I just, I absolutely, that's, that is, I have a lot of, there's a lot of genres that I appreciate in, 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 in the arts, but as I would say sci-fi and fantasy are easily my, uh-huh. uh, my favorite. Um, I, I group them together. A lot of people would separate them, but I think it's really all part of the same, uh, uh big genre, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm very much in love with that. I also, I have to admit as well, when I was a kid, uh, one of my mentors, who was my dad's best friend, uh, they, they were both, they both grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, not from artistic families, and they both became actors, right. uh, interestingly enough. And, and his best friend was a fellow named Paul Mantee, who um, uh, starred in a film called Robinson Crusoe on Mars in the 60s, before the U.S. went to the moon, and uh, so it was. Uh, uh, it was a science fiction film 
about an astronaut who crash lands on Mars right. and, uh, and, and meets someone else. Uh, really, really neat film, and he was brilliant in it. And uh, so that was, th- I, that was probably also part of the influence as well because we were really proud of him. You know, he was a, he was a close family friend, and there he is. He's, 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 he's got the lead role in this film, and it's, you know, it's science fiction. It's really good, and um, I'm sure it got my brain yeah. thinking in that direction as well. If I add my two cents over here, uh, I think fiction leads to a more uh, <coughs> developed and uh, uh, more real, uh, uh, you know, uh, how do I put it? Uh, I mean, fiction inspires the uh, the reality of the you know coming years, like. We used to watch so many gadgets in the old uh, yeah, 007 yeah. movies, and today most a lot of those gadgets are actually there in place and they exist. And it's very know, true. You can yeah. control your car from your cell phone. You can uh, yeah do a lot of things that the Bond movies used to have. So it's I, you know in fact uh, some uh, many of the scientists who developed a lot of modern technologies exactly. have said that they were specifically inspired by, by science fiction, fiction. Exactly. Uh, several of them said like the cell phone exactly. the creators of the cell phone said that they were inspired by the star trek communicator exactly. um you know tablets well again back to star trek you know you had the little uh, the tricorders they were basically a really early vision of a tablet exactly. and uh yeah, it, uh, the great science fiction author Robert Heinlein uh, coined a phrase, speculative fiction. That's what he called science fiction. Wow. And I think that's really, that's a really great way of putting it. You know, yes, it's really very, about very thinking about what term. could be. <clears throat> what could be. That's what it's really all about. And, exactly. and that's what's so valuable, I think, about science fiction because it, uh, you know, it challenges us to go okay, what if this happened? What if that happened? And what could be good about it? What could be bad about it? How could we be better? How could we be worse? Exactly. Um, and, uh, and, and, or how could we simply be the same, but with more technology? You know, what's, what's, the, what's in the core of, of the species and will it change as we have more options or will we just, you know, pretty much be the same with more stuff? Right. Um, it's, uh, yeah. I get your point. Very fast. So, uh, yeah. Eric, uh, you do belong to a, you know, uh, film-influenced uh, family. Uh, I think both your parents are um, into the in the into the entertainment industry, and uh, I read somewhere that uh, all, all this uh, influence of creativity and uh, you know. Um, uh, entertainment industry started a building in you ever since you were six. So is there? That's some... uh, that's about. Well, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. Potentially earlier, from what I hear. Earlier than that. <laughs> so it's just that's just when I remember it. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> so my, my my dad tells a story about uh, he we were in Los Angeles and he was auditioning for a, a play a Shakespeare play. Right. And uh, he had taken my mom. My mom and I with uh, with him to the audition, so we were sitting in the, the seats in the theater watching him audition. And he was doing this the uh, he had a, the skull, and he was doing the the alas poor Yorick I knew him Horatio speech. And something caught his eye, and he he 
broke character and looked into the audience and I was gone. I wasn't there. And he freaked out for a second and looked in front of him. I was standing on the stage in front of him. <laughs> wow. I don't remember this at all. This is the way he tells the story. So he put the skull down and finished the speech to me. Wow. And we maintained eye contact through the speech. Wow. That's when he knew I was going to be an actor. <laughs> That's when he knew that you were born to be yeah. an actor. Yeah, not like, just no, an I actor, need to be up on the director, stage, Dad. You're a, you're a producer, you're an actor, and God knows, man, you're everything entertainment. <laughs> uh, you do radio commercials, you do uh, streaming service, uh, 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 streaming service uh, series uh, and uh, marketing videos and whatnot. I, I am personally very, very impressed by how much a man can do in the spaces of creativity and art. Well, uh, thanks. I, I mean, you know, these are all most of my colleagues uh, who have produced or directed have done many different things. I mean, it's just, you know, the nature of the business you uh you 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 know you you kind of figure out what your niche is Excellent. but you figure that out through doing a lot of different things and opportunities come and you make the best of them you know um and in fact i was just reading a a book uh, by the brother of a friend of mine uh the the, the fellow who wrote the book is pete kazachik who's a famous cinematographer he was a director of photography for The Nightmare Before Christmas and a whole bunch of other really big films. And he talks about his genesis. He was doing small commercials in a small town, you know, doing stop motion commercials and animated commercials. Uh, he worked for a television station or a radio station um, and eventually, you know, was eventually was running this multi-camera rig on an incredibly, you know, huge, very big money production yeah. Uh, for Tim Burton, that's now legendary. Uh, with you know, that took years to produce, and uh, you know, so that's just sort of the nature of the game. Um, yeah. I, I I focus on certain areas and do less of some things and more of others, more and then every once in a while something will come up where, yeah. okay, you know, we'll we'll do that commercial or we'll do that uh, yeah. that, that other thing. So um, you are very, You know, I should uh, add also. You are very. Hmm? Uh, what uh, should I say? Uh, uh, selective about what you do and what you do don't do. You have to be. Um, I mean, this is part. You know, it is. I'm an artist, but of this course. is also a business. Of and as a and and as you mature in business, you have to to really understand where you're going to put your time and your resources. Exactly. Um, if you try to do if you try to do too many kinds of things at the same time. Then you don't be you, you don't really uh, become completely successful in any one exactly. thing. Exactly, you don't so, create your own aura. Like some people, yeah, fit, yeah, 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 fit perfectly for action movies. Some fit perfectly for uh, let's say romantic movies. And if you're doing sure. everything at the same time, then uh, nobody is uh, sure of who you really are. So mm -hmm. yeah, 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 it's true. You you haven't, you yeah. haven't really defined yourself. I, th I think, you know, as an actor, I have, it's funny that that comes up because as an actor, I'm more difficult to define than a lot of people. And I've kind of become comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, you know, mo most casting directors will tell you that you need to pick an image. You need to pick a, you know, this is kind of how you're promoting yourself. This is what you are uh -huh. so that it's easy for people to cast you. And I guess I'm not as easy to cast because my, my 
stock and trade really is to disappear, uh -huh. uh, to 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 become someone who's different. And I love that. I love challenging myself to stretch. You know, um, so I you know I gain weight, lose weight, walk differently, talk differently, gain accents, lose accents, get completely you know be someone from the past or the future. That's really really what I love to do is to become someone else for a while mm -hmm. um but it doesn't make for you know it's not like you can say that that you always pick me for the romantic lead in fact right. usually most people don't uh, much as i do enjoy that i love playing romance movies uh, but uh you know you you tend to pick me for the weird outlier character that nobody else really wants to attempt yeah um <laughs> and uh so, but that being said, so that's real. I guess you could say that's my niche as an actor is to is to do the challenging things a lot. But um, uh, but as a producer and a director, you know, you 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 have you have to know what what you're focused on. So we really do primarily focus on um, uh, on narrative fiction uh, and on um, idea. You know, mostly science fiction and fantasy projects. Um, and uh, uh, and that's that's really our, our main drive, creative projects like that. Right. Um, although again, you know, occasionally we do take the the odd commercial or something like that here and there. Yeah. Um, when it seems to be the right thing to do for the right people. Exactly. Um, of course, and you that, can't just you know put things into boxes. You have to you know uh, give it a, a closer look and see if that kind of Thing fits for you or not so, yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. so um, Eric uh, you're also the uh, president of Silai uh, uh, studios uh, did I pronounce that uh, correctly no but most people don't just like my name it's it's Sealy studios Sealy studios yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, you're the president over there and uh, could you um, highlight on the work uh, you do over there and how is it sure. you know running the studio and uh, you know taking up the position of a president and that automatically means that you got to take care of a lot of guys and a lot of resources so how is that uh, does it get too much uh, for you or uh, are you, or are you able to manage that that uh, uh, swiftly well, we're you know we're in a really odd circumstance right now. Uh, things have changed a lot for the company. Um, I uh, so the company was founded by my very dear friend Don Dem, yeah. uh, who was uh, fairly well known in the uh, sort of the, the nerd culture community, particularly within the board game and uh, role playing game world. Um, and he uh, year, years and years ago he started a podcast. Uh, about the board game world, and it had over two million downloads. It was very popular, and he was, uh, um, you know, a frequent guest speaker and, and did did a lot of really cool stuff. And eventually, that led to the company making um, branded products for um, for for big game companies. The, the biggest product the company did uh, during his um, leadership was called the Bob and Angus Show, and it was really? a um, it was it was a puppet show, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was. Uh, have you have you seen the show by chance? Yeah, I, I, I have actually. Oh really? How cool! Yeah, yeah. it so it ran almost two hundred episodes. It it ran for uh, thirteen seasons. Of course. And uh, it was a it was a funny, cute show for the for uh, Mayfair Games. It, it, really it's good it's game. hysterical. I'm, I'm it's, it's hysterical. Yeah. I mean, the, I'm, I'm glad you've seen it. It was yeah, a wonderful show. I, I mean, the 
the way the uh, comic line goes and all the things are put up in the right place at the right time. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it really just great gives, scripts, great performance. Uh, you know, makes you laugh till your stomach aches. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Don did a really great job, and he had a wonderful team working on it, and uh, great puppeteers, great actors, great writers. Um, and uh, I started very working with him. Very different thing. It really was, it, and it was very. Uh, you know, I I wasn't I wasn't part of the really I wasn't really part of the making of that show. I consulted on it a bit for Don, and occasionally yeah. did some guest spots on it and so on. Um, but really, it was he and, a, and another team that were making it, and. Um, and he showed me how they did it, and it was really complicated. Um, making a puppet show for video is very weird, um, you know, just down to, down to like, you it's know, you have idea. actors. It really is, and, uh, and it was a, but it was a great show. It was really well done, and, uh, um, and so that, that ran for quite a while. Uh, eventually, um, oh uh, not sure. Sorry, my cell phone was ringing. No, no problem. <laughs> it, happens, it happens to all of us. It happens <laughs> It happens to all of us. Um, yeah. You know, the, wor the worst is when somebody is in the middle of a scene on a set yeah. and they forgot to turn their cell phone off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, the company eventually, um, you know, started moving more towards the creation of non-branded products and, not, and thing less things for clients. And that was when I came aboard to try to help move us more into that direction, uh, the creation of original narrative projects and um that weren't yeah. brand dependent so you do um, have great uh, marketing and branding sense as well thank you yeah it's a i mean i've had to study it a lot and uh um you got you know you, you just you need to know these things if you're running a business and yeah. uh, you need to uh i mean um, um sorry to cut you again that's no, no, a very right. bad habit yeah. that i have no, but no problem, as no I problem. See you, I, I feel like you're a great marketeer and then you are an actor and you know how to market yourself in different niche and that's exactly how you do it you go about it uh, yeah. so i think more than an actor you're a greater marketeer this just my oh. <laughs> thank you i guess um, you know i mean that's uh, i guess it comes down to um you know you, you've you've got to think about how you connect with people and audiences um yes, and uh and and i i mean the term marketing sounds very um commercial i don't know yeah i guess it does and and yet yeah that's a good that's a good way, good way to put it it sounds very commercial but i, I really see it as um art. you know in a way and and also like uh, yeah i mean there's an art to it but it, ultimately it comes down to how do i reach you exactly. how do i connect with you the you know I, I i want people to see what we have and if they're going to see what I have, I have to figure out how I make sure that they know I exist and how I know how I how I connect with the right groups yeah. of people in a way that's positive. And, I bet uh, you have and there is a an lot art of interest in human psychology as well. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and that's also a natural part of being an actor and a filmmaker. You really need to, you know, the more it's a it's a constant study of, yeah. of human nature. And the more you understand other people, the more you understand yourself, and the more you can then reflect that back out to yeah. others, so that maybe they can do the same through your work, exactly. and uh, and evaluate themselves, and and then of course by understanding that you also understand 
a little bit more about people's habits, the way they think, the way they consume media, why yeah. they do it, what make, you know, what is it that's going to make them, uh, that's going to be beneficial for them that, that they will appreciate? What and then place? how do you... Exactly, yeah. Um, it's important to just consider all these things carefully and and then you try a lot of things and things some things work and some things don't and you just you keep going and get better at it and uh, I think the most important thing yeah. though is to always approach it with uh, with a sense of of uh, of caring uh, about about your audience and caring about your people um, and uh, you know that that your your goal is to simply most efficiently present the audience with something that will that they will appreciate a lot right and that's that's the key i think uh-huh. um so we just keep looking for more and more efficient ways of of doing that in a way that's respectful uh-huh. so uh, thank you so much for your time eric it's been a great interview and i got some really uh great insights from the interview as well thank you for your time i know you're a busy man you got to do some more work right after the interview and uh, a lot so yeah <laughs> thank you for taking the time out for a screen binge uh, and uh, we have a lot of fans that keep on you know asking about you or keep sending in emails are you gonna you know uh, interview mr eric or you know they ask about uh, certain projects that you do so we collectively you know then see how much of audience is you know demanding a particular uh, actor or a producer or a filmmaker and you are all three of them <laughs> so oh wow well yeah <laughs> i guess i am <laughs> well thank you uh, that's that, really that, lovely to hear so yeah we definitely did get a lot of uh, uh, requests for your interview and Uh, you are very kind for you know aligning the timings and everything uh, despite being so busy uh, you are very flexible with your timings and you know giving us the appointment for your uh, interview i uh, really appreciate that so thank you so much well, it's a it's a pleasure it's an, and it's an honor i uh, i appreciate everything you guys do and uh, yeah. you know you're you're getting a lot of really good information out there for my fellow film nerds which is ultimately yeah. what i am yeah. and uh, um Thanks for your work and uh, and I I I'm very glad to be here and Thank you be so happy much. to that happy is, to come on another that time. That's very uplifting for us and the entire team of Green Bench. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Goodbye and uh see you again. Okay, I'll look forward to that. Okay. Keep bye in touch. Bye. Loved it.